podcast i'm your host amanda and if you're new here hi welcome if you like things strange and unusual and true crime you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button you can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree that'll give you access to our social media like um, twitter instagram and all that jazz so as you can tell i am alone today (laughs) this is going to be a solo adventure But that's okay. We love a good solo moment. Sometimes I have those. Um, Hannah is just been, it's been crazy with work and all other kinds of stuff. And actually this, we usually post on Sundays, but we posted this one on Monday because we just, it's just, it's just crazy. We're actually going on vacation this weekend. So we will have an episode up for you guys uh, Saturday. So don't worry about that. You'll have an episode Saturday before we go on vacation, but We might skip the next week. I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated on all that. (laughs) So just want to say real quick, thanks to everybody that has, uh, you know, commented and and liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is now at 130, which is awesome. And we're just, we're excited. You know, we're kicking it out. Uh, We still, we still have talked about other things that we're going to do like patreon and things like that it's just so difficult you guys uh you know it's it's hard to think about what you guys may want if we do a patreon page so if you have any suggestions on what you know we could do on a patreon page or anything like that just you know uh, you can go to our twitter you can message us or you can comment um in in, in any of the platforms that we have and then 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 i just stuttered there but whatever okay So yeah, but we just want to thank you guys so far. You guys have been awesome and just keep sharing our podcast, you know, keep, keep cranking it out there. Um, I want to also take a minute to tell you guys about my husband's YouTube channel. He has a gaming YouTube channel. I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but he's, you know, getting a lot of subscribers and things like that. And he's pumping out some great content. So his YouTube channel will be linked down below and go check him out. If you like horror games, he usually does horror games. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's his entire content (laughs) is horror games. Uh, But he's he's super funny and um, he's gotten a lot of good, you know, equipment. So everything looks a little sharp and crisp and all that, all that jazz. So anywho, that'll be linked down below. But without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. As always, when I do this by myself, I just like to remind you guys that bear with me. There might be some stuttering going on or something. (laughs) Also, our dog has kind of been sick lately, so she's in a crate behind me. So if you hear like some loud banging going on, that might be her. I'm trying to keep her quiet, but she's been a little under the weather with her tummy. She's had some tummy issues. So yeah, if if you hear that, it's not an ambiance that I've added into this to sound creepier. It's just my dog. Okay, so if you saw the title, then you know what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Stanley Hotel. Yes, this is the Stanley Hotel that is located in Colorado and overlooks the mountain town of Estes Park. I believe that's what, how you say it. It also is the famous hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining and the movie and all that. So. A lot of people do know about the Stanley Hotel, obviously. A lot of people know about it's that, that it has to do with The Shining and, you know, that it's haunted. But a lot of people just don't really know the 
the essence of it, I guess you could say, and why it's haunted and how it started and all that. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So the Estes... Estes, yes, that's right. I, I keep thinking that it's not right, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> so the valley that the hotel is... Um, sits atop of it it's, it looks over the valley I guess you could say it was right with mountains mountain streams and meadows and the Ute and the Apache no Arapaho excuse me the the Ute and the Arapaho tribes called this home you know way back before this was ever a hotel or before the guy that actually built the hotel and we'll talk about him in a minute before he even got there so this was just a rich place of mountains and beauty and just super gorgeous, I guess you could say, before it was ever a town or ever a, um, a hotel or anything like that. Freeland Oscar Stanley, the, you'll hear, hear him referred in this as um, F.O. Stanley, so, because that's kind of what his... That's kind of, that's the guy, if you've ever heard, like, who built the Stanley Hotel. It's usually referred to as F.O. Stanley, but his actual name was Freeland Oscar Stanley. He traveled to the valley in the late 1800s, early 1900s, to try and get his health back. It's said that he actually had TB, so he had tuberculosis, and we've talked about tuberculosis on this channel before, and the awful horribleness that that was. His doctor told him that he needed to go to the mountains and get some mountain air and just the sunshine and all that would help him out with his TB. And we've actually talked on here, I think when we talked about the Waverly Hotel, we talked about the fact that that was one of the recommendations way back in the day for TB was to get as much fresh air and mountain air, well not necessarily mountain air, just fresh air and sunshine and all that that you could get. I believe he came from the east, somewhere in the east. I want to say it was Massachusetts. So there wasn't really a lot of mountains there and <laughs> fresh air. So, you know, his doctor was like, he needed to go to the mountains and get some fresh air and sunshine. His wife, Flora, was with him as well. They stayed at a friend's cabin first. And then after one summer, just one summer being there, Stanley's health was completely restored. So much so that they decided to build their first house before they built the hotel. And this house actually is still there today. It's like a private house that is um, not far from the hotel. I can't remember exactly how far, but it's a, someone privately owns it even today. So it's like somebody's home. And that's the first place that they built. So they didn't build the hotel first, they built that. So I think that Stanley, um, I didn't write this down, but in my research, I remember seeing that I think he was part of um, the automotive like he built um, he helped build cars and stuff like that and helped start an automotive business I can't remember what it was so he was a pretty well off guy and um, also another thing I wanted to mention is if you've never been to the mountains I've never been to Colorado mountains but I have been to like Tennessee and places like that and I've been to the Rocky Mountains before in, in Tennessee and it's just so much different how you can just breathe so much better <laughs> we go we went we go a couple of summers um i think we were last year last summer we went 
and it's just it's incredible how much better you can breathe especially if you're somebody that suffers with allergies i have allergies i don't know if you can hear it in my voice but right now i'm having an allergy attack because of certain flowers that are blooming outside and if i was in the mountains right now i'd be able to breathe like 100 times better so that's one of the reasons also why his doctor was like you need to get some 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 better air quality i guess you could say and they loved it so much they stuck around they started construction of the hotel in 1906. When it opened in 1909, people, they were in awe of how beautiful this hotel was. And I'll throw a picture up there to show you, and we'll have some pictures on our Instagram, but, well, Instagram and Twitter. But yeah, this hotel was gorgeous. And if you've ever seen The Shining, um, it, it pretty much looks like that. Or I think it's actually the same hotel. I'm pretty sure they took the same, like, they filmed it at the same hotel. I, I don't know. Um, I only say that because I don't, like, I don't know the history of the Shining movie. I just know the history of this. <laughs> and Stephen King did stay at this hotel. And uh, we'll also talk about Jim Carrey, who stayed at this hotel during, they filmed parts of Dumb and Dumber at this hotel as well. So if you've seen that movie, then you've seen some of this hotel. So people were in shock and awe. People also marveled at the fact that this hotel had electricity, phones, modern bathrooms, and all this was in this like vast wilderness. So as you can imagine, you know, come, if you're coming from the city, these people see, you know, telephones and bathrooms and all this in the city. But then when they come here to the middle of nowhere in the mountains overlooking this valley they're probably thinking okay well this is gonna have like no plumbing no there's gonna be outhouses no electricity but he had it all he had it all there and that's just really cool um especially for then that was just really awesome for people to experience i guess you could say they didn't have to leave the luxuries behind when they came to this hotel basically there were also maids cooks servants and staff etc they hotel had 420 rooms, ballrooms, and dining room areas, an underground cave system, and that was so um, the staff could, you know, go underground. I mean, we've seen this a lot in big places. The Waverly Hotel, I mean, Waverly Hotel, the Waverly Hospital had one, and then, of course, I mean, even Disney today has underground tunnels where people can get from one spot to the next, or if they need to move something underground where they don't want the guests to see it, yada, yada. The hotel also helped grow the town around it. Tons of famous people stayed there when it was first opened. I believe um, Theodore Roosevelt. There was a bunch of different politicians and like kings and queens that would come there and stay. Like if, if they had to come to America for something like that. By the 1970s though, the hotel had fallen into trouble due to the neglect and the lack of investment. So they kind of ran out of money um they just weren't keeping up with it as much as they should have been it would have actually been demolished so there was talk of them tearing it down there was also talk of them just closing they weren't even working full-time in the 1970s they were actually only open for the summer which is odd because you know, most of it was open all year round. So they were only open during the summer at this time. And it wasn't 
until Stephen King stayed in room 217 that this kind of helped change the hotel, I guess you could say. It was only operating, like I said, during the summer. And Stephen King and his wife, Tabitha, decided that they would come, that they would go have like a visit without the kids one weekend. He was actually working on The Stand, the novel. And so he said, and I quote, it was their last day of the season. Everybody was leaving and nobody was coming in. And we said, can we check in? Obviously, they let him check in. But there wasn't any other guest, really. Everybody was leaving. Nobody was. Nobody knew was coming to, to stay for the weekend or whatever because everybody knew, like, oh, okay, they're closing down, so yada, yada. But they let him stay, and they stayed open for a few days. He said that they checked in. They went to, I think, eat something they went to the dining hall and then they went to the bar I think and then he said they went to their room 217 now 217 if you know anything about the Stanley Hotel is like the most haunted room I guess you could say and it's the most infamous room like everybody knows like 217 is the room that I, I think I'm, I'm, I haven't seen The Shining in a long time but I'm also I'm almost positive that it's mentioned in the uh, in The Shining so, yeah, that night, though, um, Mr. King said that he had a dream, he had a nightmare, really. He dreamt that a coiled fire hose came to life and was chasing his young son down the halls while he was screaming. He said he woke up, he lit a cigarette, went out on the balcony, stood there, you know, gathering his thoughts because he just had this nightmare and um he said that was when the outline of the shining kind of came to him and so even though king might had made it the most famous hotel in history after this because of the movie so the haunting had been reported that the hauntings though had been reported all the way back to the 19 1911 so even though this happened, I'm trying to think of a way to explain this. Even though this had happened then, this place had always been haunted. It's just that I guess since Stephen King decided to write a novel about it, people like took more interest in the hotel. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> so, so after the valley in 1911, it had only been open for, hold on, let me backtrack. The hotel had only been open for about two or three years when this happened. Um, and this is like one of the major events that people say that caused the hauntings, I guess you could say, along with other things, but this is one of the things. After the valley had a massive flood, which caused the power to go out, F.O. Stanley, remember he's the guy that built this place, installed gas lanterns in each room so that way the guests would have lights at all times, even when the power went out. So he installed these in every room. There was a gas leak in the room 217, and the head chambermaid, Elizabeth Wilson, walked into the room with a lit candle, which caused a huge explosion. explosion. Surprisingly, Miss Wilson survived, but an, established, an estimated 10% uh, of the hotel was not so lucky. So 10%, and I think there was even such a huge explosion that some guests that were outside said that they saw, like, bathtub 
fly out of the window and like this was a, a massive explosion it actually blew her out of the room and like down the hallway but luckily she survived she was in a coma for a while but 10% of the hotel was not so lucky and did not did not survive so a tragedy like that strikes in a place you can imagine the hauntings that come after that because we all know that that's what happens normally so Elizabeth was employed there from 1911, maybe a little bit before 1911, to 1950. I think she was like in her 90s when she died. And some guests say that even though she did not die in the explosion, she still is a spirit that lives in room 217. So a lot of guests say that she, I think some guests said that it feels like somebody's tucking you in. There's even a thing where if you're a married couple, she doesn't mind it, like mind you being there. But if you're not married and you have extramarital affairs in the bedroom of 217, if you get my drift, um, <laughs> it's said that she gets like angry, I guess. And she kind of, it kind of feels like somebody is in between you, you and your significant other. Kind of like she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the fact that you're sleeping together in the same bed but you're not husband and wife I guess um she's not up with the times obviously <laughs> so some of some even say that F.O. Stanley himself and his wife walk around the hotel at night tons of employees um at the hotel say that some of these most of these ghosts are not necessarily scary there's nothing like there's nothing demonic about this hotel. Let me just put that that way. It's not like you walk in there and there's a heavy presence of like fear and dread and stuff like that. It's just that most of these ghosts were either employees that worked there, maybe kids or people that might have died in the explosion, and they are just friendly. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like any harm is going to come to you. I guess I could say that. But we're going to get into some creepy stuff because I'm like, ah, it might not be harmful, but I don't like that. Employees say that the um, that they hear the piano in the ballroom playing, and I believe that uh, F.O. Stanley's wife used to play the piano. Some will even go in there and see that the keys are moving. So, you know, like if you watch those movies where the keys are moving and it looks like you know, a ghost is touching the keys. That's basically what it looks like. I'm sure some people probably think that they're doing that on purpose. Like, some of the guests that stay there, they're probably like, ah, that's... They're doing that on purpose or whatever. But um, the employees, like, swear that it's a ghost. And most of them say it's the uh, wife of F.O. Stanley himself. I can't remember her name right now. Flora, I believe that's her name. The concert hall is one of the most haunted spots in the hotel. If you are in the concert hall after hours, it is said that you will hear a man scream, get out. And a lot of people say it's said to be the man named Paul who died of a heart attack. He actually died of a heart attack on route, in route to the, ho uh, I mean, uh, to the hospital from the hotel, but he was an employee there. And he was kind of the guy that worked. He was like in charge of the concert hall. So he was in charge of making sure everybody got out after concerts and cleaned up and everything like that. So I guess he's kind of like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. It's after hours, get out, like, you know, but he's not like, I guess he's not 
mean about it. I don't know. He's just telling you to get the hell out. Like, quit being a quit being a a, a douche. According to some guest, room two oh one. Hold on, backtrack. According to some guests, room four oh one is haunted by an unfriendly male ghost. Not quite sure. Like they just say that he's in there sometimes, and he's just kind of like me, like kind of a a, a bud, I guess you could say. Room two oh seven. I keep saying two, you guys. I guess because I'm used to saying two seventeen. Room four oh seven. Multiple guests say that they feel an invisible force tucking them into bed at night. Like, I guess that could be like a maid that's like helping tuck them in. Like, good night, sweetie. Which is really weird. <laughs> and then, uh, this is the one that creeps me out, though. Room 428. <laughs> said it right that time. Some have said that they see a cowboy looming over their bed while they sleep. Many guests have actually taken pictures of... Um, ghosts all over the hotel as well. And the cowboy, I guess you could say, he's kind of dressed like a cowboy. He also has been known to stand in the corner of the room and like watch you while you sleep, which my sister, if she's here right now, she'd be like, nope, I've done. Nah. Because <laughs> she can't. Like, that's her biggest fear, like somebody watching her while she sleeps. So, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, that's a pretty legitimate fear. That, that would creep me out too. But yeah. If I, if I woke up to, like, a cowboy looming over my bed, I mean, I'd be out of there in a heartbeat. But like I said, guests have taken pictures all over this hotel. And there's tons of different tours you can take and things like that. And I believe there's even, there's one picture where it's the stairwell as soon as you walk in. Because there's just, like, grand stairwell as soon as you walk in. And we'll put this picture up on our um, Instagram. But... And maybe the video as well. But when you walk in, there appears to be a woman dressed in, like, colonial-type clothing, is what some people say. Either she has a hat on or she has her hair up. You can't really tell. But um, she's dressed in, like, a black dress. But I'll put the picture up so you guys can see. It's really creepy. But that's, like, one of the most infamous ghost pictures, I guess you can say, of this Um hotel and the different uh there's a word I'm looking for tours that's the word I'm looking for different tours also there's a little girl ghost I can't remember where she is I want to say that she's down in the tunnels or maybe in servants quarters but she's wearing like a pink dress and she's actually a girl that they kicked out into the cold she was like a um a homeless a homeless child and they actually kicked her out into the cold and she passed away in the cold in the freezing temperatures which is so screwed up like that's kind of mean of them to just kick this child out into the cold um but yeah she said to have her ghost her presence looms about the hotel now we're going to talk about jim carrey he actually stayed like i said in room 217 when they shot the movie dumb and dumber he got so scared that he ran from the room half naked <laughs> out down the hotel, like down the stairs and all that. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm not going back in there, basically. The hotel is also located on a bed of limestone and quartz, which like even under the, in the caves and, and all that, there is 
different limestone and quartz and stuff like that in the caves under under the hotel which we know that limestone is like a huge conductor of energy and we've talked about this many times on this podcast um you know when you have limestone presence in any kind of like uh hauntings it's usually like underground or something like that a lot of houses are built that are that are haunted or built on top of limestone because it's a huge conductor of energy so yeah there have been multiple reports of children running around the hotel as well. And like I said, that little girl's one. There's other, you know, people can hear um, what sounds like children running up, not up and down the hallways, but um, like above them, like they're in room 200 and something above them. They can hear like foot, footsteps just running back and forth, excuse me. And um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Well, not cool, but creepy, I guess you could say. Um, I think it would be really interesting to visit the hotel, although it's all the way in California, I mean, Colorado, so I don't know. Uh, my sister-in-law goes to Colorado quite a lot, though, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, I might start to see if I can get her to go. Be like, hey, don't you want to visit the Stanley Hotel while you're there? And vlog it for me. <laughs> Thanks. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much the gist. That is pretty much the story of the Stanley Hotel. Um, really creepy. I think that it's one of the, I think Shane Dawson, yes, he did a video. I think he stayed in room 217 and they didn't really experience much. Um, one of the things that's crazy though is because, is that room 217 is not really known to be like scary, I guess you could say, but Jim Carrey and, um, Stephen King both experienced something you know not traumatizing in that room but they both experienced like something creepy um and you know uh, I don't know about what Jim Carrey saw or anything like that but I do know that Stephen King had that nightmare but most people say that it's not a bad feeling in room 217 it's just like oh the maid's tucking you in or she's you know mad because you're sleeping with somebody you're not married to or I don't I don't know just stuff like that so um yeah I don't know I just thought that was really strange that they had those experiences when nobody else really has but I know that The Shining kind of paints it as this dark place and like this place that drives um Jack Nicholson's character crazy so I don't know. I don't really know why he took it in that direction when it's not... Everybody says that the hotel's not that scary. Like, it's just... I guess, like, it's like being at Hogwarts, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's the closest thing I can explain. Or, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost. So, you know, it's just friendly ghosts about is what the employees say anyways. But maybe they're just used to it so much that it doesn't spook them out. Frankly, if I saw someone standing in the corner of my room, like I said with that cowboy figure guy, I would freak out. Um, I don't think I could ever get Hannah to go, like, us together. I might try one day, but... <laughs> Like, hey, we're going to go to the Stanley Hotel. I'm just, we're not going to stay in that room where the guy, like, stares at you in the corner because she would not have that. We'll stay in one of the rooms that aren't so haunted. But anywho. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it. This one was short and sweet. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Found it informative. Um, yeah. I wanted to do something ghostly. 
now Saturday. We'll, we'll have an episode on Saturday. I'm not sure the date on that one. It is uh, the 11th. Sorry, I had to look at my calendar. So Saturday the 11th, we will have a episode for you guys up. And it will be um, not a pleasant one. It won't be a spooky one. It'll be a, a dreadful one for sure. And it's, it's a murder murder episode. So true crime episode, I guess you could say. We'll have that up for you Saturday. And this one will be up for you. What's today? Yeah, this one will be up for you Monday. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go rate us and review us. You can rate and review now on, well, I don't know if you can review, but I know you can rate now on Spotify, as long as you're following the podcast. And I'm trying to think of anything else. I guess that's it. So we'll see you guys later. Bye.